To the media morgue, where movies come to be examined, examined chopped, screwed, screwed uh, like double toasted, uh, hand fisted, mm, uh, you double know, fisted. double fisted, Cleveland steamers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a uh, as as you can hear, this is not Justin. Uh, oh. I am your sit-in host, Johnny Sins. I am Danny D. And uh, today, is a porn special? today, yeah, we're doing. Uh, we're, the other guys uh, said they don't watch pornography, yeah. and they said the two porn experts uh, uh-huh. need to do this episode. They don't uh, want to condone the porn media. Yeah, yeah. They said they said it's not real film, um, mm-hmm. and they won't uh, agree to do this. Uh, but the subject matter is everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make a good movie with unethical <laughs> subjects. Everyone knows that. So, so, so today we're going to be discussing the two A twenty four porn films mm-hmm. uh, X, which just came out by. This Ty is West. the duology. That's crazy. These are their two porn movies. Yeah, yeah. so X far. X and Red Rocket. So uh, X and Red Rocket. Uh, so uh, we'll be talking about those two movies, uh, but before the reviews, let's let's go to the let's go to the news. We got, got some, some news. Uh, we got some video game we news got today. A, uh, Trilogy of game news pieces. Yeah, which is uh, which is crazy. We never have like more than one game news piece. I don't think we cover games really that much at all. Uh, but here we go. Well, a lot of these games have intersections with movies, which mm-hmm. is which is important. So that's our first news piece. I mean, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Two. I don't think we discussed the trailer. I don't think there's any new. What, 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 what are we discussing? Yeah. He fights a big robot, and that's the big. The coolest know, thing about Sonic the Hedgehog uh, two apparently is that Knuckles is. The temporary antagonist mm-hmm. in the movie until is he's he, not. Was it a meme that he's voiced by Idris Elba? Yes. Keep in mind, I could look this up. Idris Elba was like, uh, "I'm going to try not to be sexy in this movie." Was what actually what he said. Wait, he is in it. Yes, he's oh, playing he Knuckles. Okay. He's playing Knuckles. I thought that that was a meme. No, it sounds That's like a thing really that would be crazy. a meme. It sounds like something that Chris would be. Pratt a meme. as Mario sounded like it was a meme. Yeah, but Idris Elba as Knuckles at least makes sense. I guess if I was a studio exec, I'd go, oh, "Yeah, sure, Idris Elba." But like Chris Pratt as Mario, I see. I see him as like a surfer, bro. Uh, Knuckles <coughs> isn't. Doesn't he have one of those like California like stoner oh, guy? Like, oh, does uh, he? Like one of those? Doesn't he? I mean, I don't know. I, Sonic I, I feel like out of all the Sonic characters, Knuckles is the one most likely to be at the bottom of a skateboard. Yeah. So probably, yeah. probably. I don't know. Uh, so Sonic the Hedgehog two is coming out. Uh huh. And did you see the first one? You bet I fucking you did, did it. You did? You bet I, I did saw, it. I saw it with two friends of mine, and we were being, like, rowdy. We were kind of lampooning, like, the Marvel Bros. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, every little, like, game tie-in that we kind of vaguely knew, we'd be like, yeah! Like, the after credits was, <laughs> was uh, Tails. Yeah, I heard and about he, this. He, he helicopters with a tail in the frame. We were like, yeah! Who's, well, who's playing Tails? It's like a, also a, no a crazy. Uh, <laughs> just hold for me to research who's playing Tails. It was uh, really funny though. It, it is. It's crazy yeah. that they assemble like big actors. Like Jim Carrey's playing Doctor uh-huh, Eggman uh-huh. and loves it. Yeah. He's like, I, I can't believe he's, he's playing. He's a lot of fun in the first one. They, I heard give that. The, they give him the big handlebar mustache at the end. Uh, I don't think they're ever going to make him fat. So uh, he's not really going to be. Colleen O'Shaughnessy. Who played who played uh, Jazz in Danny Phantom love is her. playing Tails. Okay, well then I actually do love. Her. Yeah, it's she's not a she's, meme, she's great. She's, it's it's crazy. They have like Ben Schwartz as Sonic. Really? Yeah, Ben Schwartz as Sonic. 
I never knew that. Yeah, yeah. and and Tika uh, Tika Sumter is in these movies. Okay. Uh, James Marsden, a bunch of like big actors are in these. Shamar Moore, who is that? I feel like I should know. Who that Shamar is. Moore is, is, a is a he's a black actor. Okay. Well, cool. Hey, you know, hey, yeah. it is, hey, yeah. But, but the, the tie-in here is, um, we didn't, well, I don't think we watched the trailer, so I can't really tell. Well, I, I've seen the trailer I for, I, for Sonic 2. But the, the tie-in here is Sega seems to be releasing a promotional Xbox One X console in which, <laughs> here's the thing, the case for the console, really cool. There's a big gold ring, very Sonic, very cool. Yeah. The controllers are, like, Furby, uh, fucking... Just like Furby controllers, they're they're big and they're hairy. Yeah. Um. One of them is Knuckles and it's like bright red. One of them is Sonic and okay. it's like baby blue. Okay. Uh, that is like the worst idea. It's <laughs> a really bad idea. They're gonna be full of like grime and like Cheeto dust and Dude. just like various greases within Dude. like a week of casually using. They those. also have fur. And that's what, that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's what you want with your sweaty, greasy gamer. This guys. looks disgusting. Drinking your gamer juices and this, eating your gamer foods. This is terrible. Rubbing your fingers all over those. I watch. This is this is a play. Imagine one of those falling underneath the couch and like, collecting like <laughs> dust and shit over the course of like years. And then like you move out and you find this just like moldy, like weird thing that's that's you've been breathing in the spores from it because it's been collecting like blood and dust and shit and growing mold. Dude. Imagine you know, black mold in your arms because you bought the promotional you bought the Because yeah. you wanted to play on Knuckles' yeah. asshole apparently. Uh do you think uh Shadow is going to be the cameo at the end of this one? I have no idea. I feel like it's gonna be what Shadow. What else is there? Who's playing Shadow? <laughs> I don't know. What what other Sonic shit is there? There's a lot. There's Rose. He's emo. He's the emo one. Shadow is the dark one. He has a gun. Remember Shadow the Hedgehog game that came out when we were kids and he has a gun in that game? You don't remember the Shadow the Hedgehog game? Listen, I played the the busted one. I played the one that would would break after like the first cutscene. Oh my god. And they didn't have like game patches back then, so it was just like this famously broken scene. You don't remember this game where they give Shadow the Hedgehog a gun? (laughs) <laughs> I need to brush up on my Sonic. You on your Sonic lore? Yeah, I could get I could get deep into Sonic. I think uh, I think they should get uh, uh, Nate from Euphoria to play Shadow the Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. You know, with his with his sure. Australian yeah. accent. Or like uh, a weird one. I don't know. Like Kid Cudi. Kurt Russell or something. No, Kurt Russell would be That's hilarious. Like the they should get a Simon Rex to play Shadow yeah. the Hedgehog. Ooh, That'd be ex- just an asshole. Uh-huh. Uh, so my my bit of news is that um, WB, the Warner Media conglomerate, is desperately trying to make you forget that J.K. Rowling wrote Harry Potter. Okay, this is that Harry Potter. Yeah. So, so did you watch this? The trailer? No. Okay. So there's a 14 minute trailer. I was trying to get. I was I was literally trying to get my girlfriend to watch it. With me, and she got through three minutes, and she was like, "How long is this?" I, yeah, I can't really. I, I could never really do Harry Potter stuff. Uh, like that's that's not to like put anything. You're a moral down. person. No, I just couldn't really sit through that. Shit. Yeah, that's fair. I sat through the Philosopher's Stone, and then like my sister, I think, was yeah. pretty into it, yeah. and and we would go and see them in the theaters. And after a while, I was like, "I'm not coming with you guys." I to see that. so I read those books as an adult, and I didn't see the movies until after I'd read the books. So I read the yeah. books like. As a twenty-year-old, and I watched—I just watched the last movie. Do, like, they, do they hold up? Past being a the child? books, yeah. the books are pretty okay written. Yeah. I mean, there's there's okay. some pretty flagrant racism in all the yeah. books. Yeah, anti-Semitism. Um, anti-Semitism. Well, that leads us into yeah. so the developers of the Harry Potter game, who I assume are getting a lot of heat because J.K. Rowling can't take her uh, foot out of her mouth, uh, decide that the best way to do a Harry Potter game 
and not step in any toes. Is she involved? I mean, her name's on it. Really? I don't and, think she's writing the script or anything. the Harry Potter store in, like, Times Square? There's no J.K. Rowling. Yeah, my, my roommate went there. worked there for the longest yeah. time, and, you're, and if someone asks about her, you're, you have to change the subject. Yeah, like, yeah. You can't mention J.K. Rowling or anything. Well, here's the thing. J.K. Rowling's one of her greatest sins, which you touched on, is by making the goblins uh, pretty anti-Semitic yeah, yeah. caricatures. Yeah. And uh, in the game, the major villains are the goblins. That's, They're, cool. Uh, That's cool. Apparently, the rumor is Little you're going to find out you're going to find out how they ended up being like slaves in the bank. Maybe she's wearing it on her sleeve. The controversy because on, yeah. on Twitter lately she's just been she doesn't care. out of pocket. She doesn't care. She's been crazy. She's Did been... you see what John Waters said today? No. John Waters was like, he's a king. Hold on. He said this is hot off the heels of his shit being in the Criterion Collection. I think that's oh, what the interview was. Fucking love that guy. Fucking love that guy. Okay, so John Waters said. It's a good thing we are not going retroactive here because practically every artist would be canceled. I have a thing about who I would cancel. J.K. Rowling. <laughs> Give her some preparation H for that transphobia, which is what you rub on your asshole when you have, when you have an ass ache or when it itches. And he goes, what's the matter with her? He just went in on her. And yeah, yeah, it, hurt. yeah, yeah. She, I mean, look, look, look. The Harry, Potter, the Harry Potter thing is a larger art of the artist conversation that we don't have to have right now. Yeah. But, but, but. I mean, the game looks interesting. There's, you can, it, it's, it's what a Harry Potter game was going to be. I forgot it's, it's that's a, what this news item was. It's, it's not that J.K. Rowling is a transfer. That's not. Is it news. like Skyrim? Yeah, it's like Elder Scrolls. Okay. So you can, you can get, you're getting sorted into a house. It takes place in the 1800s, okay. so it's, it's clear of all the Harry Potter that's stuff. Cool. Yeah, you know, you, you, I assume you build your wand, you put together your spells, I'm and you bigger there's spells. Like young, sexy Dumbledore. And stuff. Well, this is they, they did a smart thing by setting this in the 1800s, so Dumbledore, if he is in the game, would be a student at Hogwarts. Okay. That's cool. Um, um, so, so it looks fun. I, um, uh-huh. I'm always of two minds about Harry Potter stuff. I'm like, yo, like how much can you stretch this universe mm-hmm. out? Like this is about a kid with a wand. There's like a spinoff that's like five movies in. Yeah. Uh, well, it's Fantastic three movies piece. and where to find them. It's going to be, it's going to be out of our season's realm, but. Mm. Yeah. I'm happy for fans of that. It's cool to, uh, have like a game mm-hmm. surrounding a franchise you love where you can kind of live in that universe. Yeah. You know, Star Wars people have it with. Battlefront, with Force I mean, Awakens, Lord of the Rings. People yeah. have it with uh, the Lord of the Rings, Shadow games. of Mordor. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, um, yeah, yeah. And coming up, Evil Dead the game. Evil baby. Dead the game. Evil good Dead segue. Good segue. Good segue. Fucking segue. Listen, we've already had gameplay trailers. Yes, they're great. They're tight and they look really good graphically. This shit is on par with God of War yeah. and Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah, it looks it's really insane. good. It looks really good. It looks really good. And they just now dropped this NVIDIA graphics card comparison where it's like, um, I guess, I'm not a PC gamer. I'm on PS5. I've always been like a console person. Yeah, me too. Uh, the one card, I guess, which is like an outdated NVIDIA card that still looks really good, but mm-hmm. the higher end NVIDIA cards, mm-hmm. it runs at like 120 frames per second, yeah. which is insane. Mm-hmm. The textures in that, I mean, all the deadites and characters from across the movies and shows, like it's a very... Those developers seem pretty dedicated. Yeah, I mean it, it. It's it's so interesting. This Evil Dead and Sam Raimi largely are going to have a big year this year. Yeah, um, so Lee Cronin said it's the year. Yeah, of the it's it's the year that that's a really good one. We're going to have uh, Doctor Strange that I'd soon. Yeah, um, I'm thinking of bringing on Darkman for Doctor Strange. Yeah, that's his first superhero. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a smart move. Cool. That's a smart. I've been thinking about what to put with with Doctor Strange as a smart move. Um, that'll be probably our first. Mm-hmm. Video after video, first podcast after our break, but right. um, that's pretty exciting. Uh, I mean, the Evil Dead game, 
I'm always a sucker for horror movie games. Mm, like, you play Friday the 13th? I did play I Friday the 13th. Pretty game fun so game. Much. Pretty fun I game. Love, I, I would play that like almost every day. It's a really fun game. I think I think the smart move of that was allowing you to be Jason. Yeah, and the it, different Jasons from across yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like part 7, which is my favorite. Is, he's all rotted. And oh, like, my, my, he's in the green like cloth my, my favorite was when I was that game was coming out. I didn't re- really know what that game was. And then they, they it was revealed that you could play as different era. And then you yeah, had the yeah, bag yeah. Jason. You, you could play as horror movie. Uh, archetypes. Yes. So they, you could play as the jock, the yes. stoner, yes. Uh, the, yes. the goth girl, like like all that shit, the uh, the virgin, and like all the characters like that. You know, that was so fucking. And cool. all is that to say, I mean, apparently you're gonna be able to play as different characters in the Evil Dead yeah. universe, except for the Jane Levy character, which is which is like, crazy. Why? Maybe yeah, she's gonna be an unlockable I think people character. People really like that movie. I think. Well, what happened is they confirmed they have the rights to all of them except for 2013. Oh, so the Jane so, Levy character won't so be showing up. Ash versus Evil Dead, Army of Darkness, which is cool. I mean, Henry the Red and Lord Arthur and a bunch of knights and stuff. What? what There's what? a class of Deadite where you can fight the. Um, so whoever's playing as the Deadite force can summon the skeletons from Army of Darkness. Why? Why don't they have the rights for the 13 movie? I don't. I have no idea. It's, I, it's I think, under the same I title. Think that is. Is that a studio thing? I think that's Lionsgate. I think Lionsgate owns... You'd think that Raimi owns a significant portion of it, though, wouldn't you? I have no idea. That's interesting. I think you'd have to license that through Lionsgate. Here's the thing. Renaissance owns the original movie. And now... Two uh, and Army of Dark... Army of Darkness is owned by Universal. Yes. And two... I don't know who two is owned by right now. But Lionsgate owns 2013. That's why they can't get the rights to it. I see. I see. Yeah, I see, very I see, sad. I see. I, see, I love very that sad, movie. Very, very sad. Jane Levy's really cool. Would have been cool to play as her. Yeah, the interesting thing about that movie was that they make you believe that Ash is the guy that they positioned to be yeah. Ash. Mm-hmm. And then Jane Le- you find out Jane Levy's playing. And switch. Yeah, you find yeah. out Jane Levy's playing both the sister and very Ash. Cool. You very, want to see cool. the after credits today? Where uh, uh, Bruce Campbell shows he's up. He's there. Yep. I mean, he's in that universe too. Well, I think... I think I don't know why it's taking them so long. Jane Levy, I feel like, would fucking do it. Like, just just do one more Evil Dead with the two of them. I think that was the plan. And then what what happened? I I think they decided to go the route with bringing Ash back, which was what most people kind of wanted the whole time. So they just decided to do. But just it's a great show. Just tack on, but just but just tack on Jane Levy onto the back of something. You could have done another season of Ash vs Evil Dead where they meet up. Towards the very end, but yeah. that show ends with him in like a Max Mad Max world. That's true. Like the Deadites inherit the Earth. I have stuff. I have read the Wikipedia article on Ash vs. the Evil Dead and not watched it, which okay. I, should, I should I should probably do. I love that show. Other horror movie franchises getting games. Texas Chainsaw this year. Is Texas Chainsaw getting yeah, a game? Yeah, yeah, and it looks really good. It's for developers. Oh, you told me this game. though that they don't they can't use Chop Top though because they only have they the first one. They can't. Use, yeah, they only have the rights to the first movie. That's so. that's pretty shitty. You can't use Chop Top. I know, and they also have to come up with other family members uh, because uh, the family members. Interesting. I wonder if those characters will work their way into Texas Chainsaw twenty thirty five. Maybe that's easier to get the rights to. Right? I don't know. Like I like I feel like Texas Chainsaw is a bit less. Heavily guarded than something like that. Well, you know what's interesting? In Halloween, it works in reverse. The Halloween... I, I, I listened to this on the Blank Check podcast that, that I, I put you on to. They, they, said, <laughs> they said that the sequels to Halloween are easy to license, but the actual yeah. Halloween, if you want to get the Michael... If you want to make the a figure... One. Yeah, if you might want to make a figure okay. of the original Michael Myers, it's twice as much as it would mm-hmm. cost to get like a figure of Michael that Myers in sense. four. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, getting the rights to like Halloween Resurrection from Dimension, the studio that doesn't even exist no. anymore, that's probably true. Dimension, right? who made uh, the Halloween movies and the Spy Kids movies, yeah. just crazy and shit. Zombie ones. And also, yes, and also the fact that 
I that Spy Kids takes place in the same universe as Machete, uh-huh. which is the other franchise that, that that's probably them. a whole other rabbit hole. Like, where did the rights to all those Dimension movies go? Who has that shit now? I'm sure you could look that up. The Weinstein Company? They, they don't exist either. Weinstein Company is is. It, has that been dissolved? Pretty sure. I I, th- I just assumed. Let me let me look this up. Also, it is owned by Bob Weinstein. Mm-hmm. Separation from Minimax. What was the last thing they released? Dimension. That's a good question. Man, Dimension was the fucking best yeah. when I was a kid. All that edgy '90s shit. Oh no, they're still making so shit. Good. Polaroid. Polaroid. And they're making a bunch of fucking um, and they st- okay, direct to yeah, DVD yeah, shit. DVD shit. That makes they sense. own a lot of. Oh, they did sense. John Watts' first movie. Clown. Yeah. Clown. Yeah, it's John Watts' John first Watts movie. Did this? Yeah. What the fuck is this? It's his first movie. That looks like shit. <laughs> you know, he got Spider-Man yeah, off of it, well, so. There you go. Did Amity the Awakening. A lot of direct-to-DVD yeah. stuff. Um, I think no one owns the rights to Amity. I think anyone can make an Amity. Yeah, it's, it's public domain. It's public domain. That's and if you use Amity in the title, it, no, no one can come and collect mm-hmm. anything. I think the last big movie Dimension there, made like was... Uh, there's one called Amityville in space. <laughs> did you hear about that? No. Have you seen the poster for it? No. It's the Amityville house in, like, the galaxy. It's like a spaceship. Is that a, um... Oh, God, what was that? Oh, my God, stop uh-huh. it right I now. I know. Isn't that crazy? This is fucking crazy. It's not a spaceship, but it's the house connected to, like, some space demon. Was this That's made... a screen grab from the movie. Was this made by Doug Walker? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> it looks like it. It looks like one of his nostalgic movies. It does. <laughs> it looks exactly like that. It looks like, it looks like it's made movie. out of cardboard. Yeah, it does. It That's does. crazy. We need to bring that on the show. To boldly... We... Yeah, come on. Oh my God. <laughs> come on. With starring Nostalgia Chick, Film Brain, Nostalgia Critic, <laughs> Spoonie. obviously. Spoonie, of course. Uh, uh, I don't know the other guys. But these people are so embarrassed to have been in this movie, bro. Yeah. Apparently so the working conditions, it, it was like... Yeah, it was terrible. It was like Wizzo practices. It was like yes. not feeding people and yes. passing out from yes. dehydration. Yeah, apparently, apparently like Lindsay Ellis, who was in film school at the time, was like, yo, you gotta like give people water. Yeah. And they were like, what? Apparently these movies are terrible, and it's also a three and a half hour long movie that was filmed in like three he ne- weeks. He never apologized for that because he knew that people would just forget it happened. <laughs> so was, he, he never made a statement about it, and sure enough, it, it dissolved, and no one ever brought it up. Well, we remember at the media more, rem- Doug Walker. We remember, and with that, so you don't have to. Yeah. Oh shit. All yeah. Right. Hey. That's our new segment. Right? All right. Okay, we're gonna come back to talk about porn. X, the movie, is a 2022 slasher erotic Ooh. horror film by Ty West. Uh, the alternative title for this was Texas Chainsaw 2022. Texas Softcore then- Massacre. <laughs> and like uh, his other shit, this is a 70s throwback movie. You know, this is my first Ty West movie. Really? I had never, never seen a Ty West movie uh, The House of the Devil has a lot of clout. Yeah. It is a somewhat slow, boring movie. Is it? Isn't it? Isn't it? uh, uh, See, I heard that every single one of his movies uh, is attempting to throw back to another time and using the filmmaking. House of the Devil is the first time he did the seventies. It's full on sixteen millimeter. I think this one's what thirty two or five or something. It it looks like like the rarest one. Yeah. At first, I was trying to figure out if they were using film for only the porn scenes. And then my brother, who, who went to go see it with us, was was it like, comes out in, the, in, the in the black, you can see the the, the grain on it. Yeah. Uh, what you what you think about this movie? Uh, I shit, man, I'm a sucker for '70s horror, mm-hmm. like '70s porn too. Mm-hmm. No, but mm-hmm. mostly '70s horror. 
Uh, this is like a fun throwback to like, obviously Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm-hmm. but I mean, in a lot of ways, it feels more like a Friday the Thirteenth. These kids uh, are kind of getting naked and, yeah. and laying around in the lake and stuff. And oh, that's interesting. To yeah, have yeah. sex and, and investigate things. Yeah. Which, you know, Texas Chainsaw kind of does that. It, it's visually mostly a TCM yeah. kind of corollary. Yeah, but but I agree with you. I mean, the moralizing over sex didn't really begin in a big way until Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Like, like Halloween does it a little bit, Texas does it a little bit, but both of those felt unintentional. Right. Um, and then with Friday the 13th, it feels like... Yeah. The rules have well, been calcified. Well, Car- Carpenter was always saying that like Linda and Annie get picked off the way they do. Because, because they weren't paying attention. Because they weren't paying attention. They were distracted. Which makes sense. I mean, not to say that uh, sexism can't be in the osmosis of the movie. But yeah. I uh, but I also, I, I believe Carpenter when he says that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I Dan and I are, are really here um, not just because we're porn experts, but also yeah. because uh, we're fans of the slasher, we're slasher genre. Fans. We're slasher fans. It's um, my slasher is my favorite. Yeah, yeah dude. I mean, and, and it's my it's my favorite kind of horror subgenre. Yeah, I, yeah. um, I, I just kind of like how visceral it is. I mean, we've been yeah. uh, this is our third slasher of the year, fourth overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like yeah. I think. I mean, we might as well be. This is the second slasher of the year. It's just you and me. Yeah, <laughs> we're trying to drag the other guys on. <laughs> uh, no, but I, 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 um, I, I really, I really dug this. I think this movie does a smart thing, which is take paying clo- close attention to what makes a slasher a slasher, mm. and attempting to reconfigure it again. Um, I think one of the issues with the slasher that we talked about during Scream is that the rules have been calcified so much that like audiences know them. Um, so when you're making a slasher now, you're either making them self-aware or you're trying to do something aesthetic. Well, that's why I feel like this is a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Because it kind of seems like this comes from a world where... Slashers Scream don't exist. Like, yeah. Where Scream didn't like polarize everything so yeah. much and you can just make like a fun throwback. Yeah, movie. it but does. You, you know like as soon as... Who enters the frame? Like who is gonna die? Yeah. Obviously, Church Mouse. Obviously, the artsy uh, DP. Yeah, like, Britney Snow. The skeevy, yeah, yeah. Obviously, the skeevy cowboy hat guy, and obviously, obviously the black Mid-Goth guy is the final. And obviously, yeah, the black yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought the black guy was gonna get much worse. How did he die? He just got shot he just in the chest. Shot, yeah. Kid yeah. Cudi was like, "I'm a producer on this." That's crazy. That like, you see all of. Kid Cudi in this, don't you? Do you think that's a prosthetic dick? I have no fucking idea. Kid Cudi, Kid Cudi, uh, I know you listen to the media more. Tell us if that's a real dick. Is that public information? Because I would believe that he would just like have it. Well, if it is a prosthetic dick, that's two prosthetic dicks. That's his big ass. That's true. Standing in the window and having his hands on his face. I mean, Simon Rex said that the dick in in Red Rocket is a fake dick. He said it's a museum quality fake dick. The, the dick in Antichrist, for example, by Lars von Trier, is fake. It's a real dick. It, no, that dick is real. Apparently, no, I heard it's a, it's a dick double. It's another guy. Oh, dick, it's a real because dick. William Defoe said they said big. they said William Defoe's dick, was too, dick was too big. Dick was too big. But that uh, is, like and all the dog me ninety five stuff is like unsimulated sex. We saw sweet sweet, sweet, sweet back. back. Recently, Where they have so. unsimulated sex w- with a child, yeah, which is not great. We we get dicks in movies from time to time, real dicks, yeah. but it kind of depends. I mean, this is a bigger studio movie, uh, it's yeah, a boutique studio movie, but still. So I mean, I mean, I mean, one of the themes of this this podcast over the last year has been trying to figure out what A twenty four is <laughs> yeah. as a as a boutique right. studio. Uh, it's just been bought by Apple, so this, it's now a studio. This is weird for them. Yeah, it's this weird. This is not like an elevated thing. I don't really. I mean, it's no. kind of it's saying stuff about age, obviously. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's interesting. I mean, it, it it's we talked about this when we saw the trailer. It feels like a different kind of horror movie than what yeah. they usually make. It actually felt like to me, like it was one third 
the horror movies they're known for, which like mm. Hereditary, and the other two thirds was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And there's some artsy stuff in here that feels like right at home with A24. Mm-hmm. I mean, the cutting ahead to other scenes, you know, like one shot, this scene, the next shot, the next scene, doing that three times yeah. until you switch the, the scene. Ch- That's, you know, ch- yeah. pretty, pretty unique. I, 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 you know, but I appreciated that it wasn't afraid to lean into the, the more um, corny yeah. aspects of 70. I mean, we were just and talking. It feels mean-spirited, doesn't it? It does. It feels like it's, it's, super it's, does. Pretty, it's a pretty angry movie. We were just talking like about there this. There was some hate feeling. But, uh, here's also, but also, here's the thing. The movie, I feel like every single horror movie, the only thing that makes itself aware and we talk about this all the time, Dan. And by us, I mean just you and me. Um, Men, Women, and Chainsaws has done indelible hasn't had an indelible impact yeah. on the horror genre, especially the slasher genre. I thought the phallic object here Dude. was the double barreled shotgun. Uh, you fucking bet it was. Yeah. You bet it was sticking it in his chest. But the thing about this this movie that that makes it interesting in that way is that the movie pays cl- clear, careful attention to the fact that like the horror genre is about sexual anxiety. Yeah, and. This wears that on its sleeve. Yeah, it? and, 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 the slasher just wants to fuck. Just the slasher just wants to, to fuck. Her. And 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 the 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 fact that a lot of the horror genre's roots, especially like my favorite Universal monsters over there, if I'm pointing to it, is Black the Lagoon. creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. And that creature is sexual anxiety. Yeah. They're like, this creature is gonna fuck my my wife. Some of the most know? iconic imagery in horror comes from sexual anxiety. Yeah. I mean, Pyramid Head from Silent Hill. Dudes, dudes. Obviously, we fucking talked about Hellraiser before. That's yeah. that's all sadomasochistic inspired. I mean, the, the the roots of the American version of the genre is Dracula. Yeah. Dracula is a foreigner who comes mm-hmm. into your house, steals your wife. You know yeah. what I mean? So, and I think a lot of that is coded, has been coded over time as black people. So, making Kid Cudi the 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 hung. Um, like very sexually proficient. What, what, what does he say? He's like um, the last bachelor who stayed here, like getting my wife excited. Or yes, 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 he, yes. He phrases it in another way, but it's like, oh yeah, he he really does not like that this black uh, dude. Well, yeah, well endowed, like big handsome black dude is like staying at the house right yeah. across from where and his he, wife he, sleeps. He really doesn't like Kid See Ghost. He's not a fan of that album. Mm-hmm. He's like he's like Kanye he had better He did not buy the, the pink vinyl variant from No, Walmart. he did not. But I did buy that for my brother though. I did. It's pretty, cool. <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, no, so I guess to go piece by piece, the, the interesting thing about this movie I think uh, other than the sexual subtext which I'm sure we'll get back to is yeah. the way it uses um, the two types of filmmaking. You know, Ty West said that this movie is a, a movie about making shitty movies. Yeah. Um, sure. And about the filmmaking process. And I love uh, the little porn interludes mm. that they Farmers stick into the movie. Oh my god, yeah. Movies about making movies are always fun no matter yeah. what. I mean, even, even when it's not the best movie of all time, like stuff like The Disaster Artist, which kind of covers up what a piece of shit Tommy was over. Is that movie still fun? Yeah. they make a movie and it's bad and they don't know what they're doing. Like, it's always entertaining Do you watch. think, um... Do you think this movie would have hit big if the people didn't all get Did murdered? Did it not hit big? I think no, no, I mean the actual movie within the movie. Oh, the porn movie. The, v- the first VHS porn movie, apparently. Oh, okay. I, I just thought it was one of those like nudie cuties that they would have played at like Times Square. And they're, like, no, 40 minutes long. They, they, talk about, they talk about it being uh, it's VHS. VHS. It's coming out on VHS. Cool. It's about home Probably. video. It would have been like the deep throat of uh, VHS. I mean, yeah. Which was the biggest uh, theatrically released porn. I guess movie. we'll see in the this third movie in the X trilogy, apparently. It's so going to be a sequel. X, Pearl, and then he and said... He's doing a sequel. Then a he's sequel. doing a sequel. And he, and he, he's, I guess Mia Goth on the run, right? I guess. I mean, he said he's leaning into the fact that horror movies sequels are stupid. Right. So that will be... It'll, so it'll be apparent. I'm, sure like I'm sure they'll hit uh, the old lady with lightning, or it'll be their son. Yeah, or, she'll be like Jason, and they do like a James Bond intro where she 
where she walks in the <laughs> and then like shoots the camera or something. Or know? stabs the camera. Yeah, Isn't yeah. that happening in a Jason movie? Part six, yeah. Yes. The lightning strikes him and he comes up and slashes the screen. Yeah. And Jason lives, yeah. That'd be really fucking cool. I would love to see Pearl be like a hyper franchise like slasher icon. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, Pearl on like skateboards and Pearl on like limited edition fright rag shirts <laughs> and things like that. That'd be so fucking cool. I'm sure H24 is listening to this right now, like the yeah. FBI, and they're like, we got it, we got it. They, they already have merchandised the fuck out the, of The this. merch for this is pretty tight, though. It's pretty cool. It's I, pretty I bought tight. The sweatpants. I know you I did. I fucking know you did. They're, it's a lot. Yeah, I. I that shit is too much money. Um, yeah, I know you fucking bought that, that yeah. merch. I, I, I looked Ooh, at it, sweats. and I was like, I don't... I, I really wanted the... Uh, I canceled the tie-dye t-shirt I know. in I was, favor of the But here's the thing. I was I was going to get the tie-dye t-shirt, <laughs> and then you bought it, and I was like, I can't also buy it. No, I had to cancel it. that because the sweats were cooler. Oh, I see. I have too many horror movie t-shirts. You do have I a lot of horror movie t-shirts. You're always wearing... You're not wearing some, one today. Oh, no, you, you kind of are. Brain Dead is a <laughs> Peter Jackson It's also movie. just like a brand. All right. Well, fuck you, Dan. Um... What do you think of the performances in this? Mia Goth is amazing. Mia Goth, is, I, I think she should be an A lister. Like it's time, right? Dude, well, here's here's what we talked about, and, and we can only Suspiria, do this, and we can and we can only do this while it's the two of us because Zach and, and Justin aggressively don't care. But I feel like there's a case to be made that Mia Goth is our Jamie Lee Curtis in the sense yeah, of so. she's the number one screen queen overall right now. Yeah. Like I think she, that scene where, where she's like her death scene in Suspiria. Is maybe the most effective scene of that movie. It's dude, amazing. Dude, it's amazing. It's so her her eyes like turn white, don't they? It's so yeah, good. It's and then at the end, when Dakota um, Johnson comes in and opens her chest, and the mm-hmm. vagina is inside, mm-hmm. and she's like, she's like, "What do you want, my child?" And she's like, "Death." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my oh my god, Suspiria! What again. a fucking good movie. I love both Suspiria. I I knew. I know I dick ride Argento a lot, but I like the remake. Too. I I knew my girlfriend liked me because she watched all four hours of the Snyder Cut with me before we started yeah. dating, yeah. and then watched Suspiria like a week right later after? with me. No, like a week later with me. Shit. And Suspiria is like two and a half hours. I was like, oh wow, I gotta ask this. Girl I remember the whole <laughs> new school film kids to see Suspiria, and I think I was. This happens a lot in a group watching movies. I'm, I'm the one who was like, yeah, that was like so cool. And they were like, oh, like, I yeah. know they were kind of lukewarm on it. No, I loved it. But that was the guy. I know. Really I it. fucking love, I love both versions of Superior, but I think the new one is so smart. The thing about like the Argento one is it's such like a perfect horror movie atmosphere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's got bats, like little rubber bats that you would see in like a Halloween decoration. But the script is not great. Whatever. Who cares? Yeah. But, but, but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is. It doesn't matter in that movie, yeah. but the the um, the, the Guadagnino one. is always style over substance. But the Guadagnino one is cool. is so hyper focused mm. on script. Yeah, um, that's another Radiohead alum doing yeah. the soundtrack. Of course, yeah, and it's a fucking good I love soundtrack. That soundtrack. It's a fucking. But anyway, Mia Goth has had maybe what, what, what's she done? She's done. I know, she's done uh, High Life, uh, Suspiria, uh, the Necrophiliac, Necrophilia. Yeah, movie? I think she's in that Von Trier movie. Yeah, no, she is because she was in it with LaBeouf. Yeah, um, that's probably where they met. That's where they met. That's so upsetting. Uh, Cure for Wellness. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Infomaniac. Emma, which I never saw that period piece with Anya Taylor Joy. Is she in that? Too. Yeah, that's not a horror movie. She's just she's just Anya's best movies. best friend in that movie probably. What else is there? Those are her big ones. But the horror movie, she's done like five horror movies all now. the time. She's in. Devil time. Um, yeah, no, she's she's the scream queen coming up right now that I probably <coughs> respect. Most. And I and I and I remember about ten minutes into this movie, I turned to Dan and I said, "I think the old lady's also mm-hmm. Mia Goth." Mm-hmm. 
And, and I had a realization. And what a fucking good performance. Very, very cool. What a good... Like, able to, to channel... Because aren't they two sides of the same coin? Like, they're the like, same. Like, that character, if she was old and didn't have her sexuality, the wheel didn't work. She wanted to be famous. She or, wanted to use that sexuality to be famous. Well, and, if, she, if she didn't run away from her dad's sure, uh, conservative sure. Christian yeah, upbringing, yeah, she yeah. would have become Pearl. Yeah, she would have been in that house unable to interact. Well, okay, in this movie is the implication that she's there because she did some bad shit. She probably killed... A couple people, and she's hiding away in that house. I think yeah. so. I mean, I think I mean we'll, we'll get to the post credit scene in a second, but I think the post credit scene suggests that there's some bad shit that occurred in that house with Pearl, yeah. and then she's not marooned there. Maybe she falls in love with that guy, old and they guy. kill people together. The old the man, old, old, yeah, yeah, um, that movie it seemed like it was, seemed like it was like back to formula once they were killing the porn stars. Yeah, yeah, they were like back to the old right. grind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they also said that they don't. There's an ungodly amount of like. Evidence of people, dead people there, and there's that. There's Who that guy. Who's that guy chained up in the basement? It's Pearl's guy. What guy? She fucks that guy. Because the <laughs> no, because the husband can't fuck. Yeah. So um, oh, I, I think that's the, the that's the idea. Oh, the bachelor he was referring to. She she wanted that guy. I think I think she, she he's he's the sex he's the sex and, slave. And once he probably starved or like couldn't get up anymore, mm-hmm. they just killed him. Yeah. Or is, yeah. is he dead? Or is he still alive? I thought no, he was he alive. He was rotting. Oh, okay. He was rotting. Okay. He, he had he had um his skin was like gray and green. And no, I I, I assumed I assumed it was it was her sex slave of some kind. Yeah. Okay. Um, because the guy has you know Pearl's husband has sex with Pearl and then immediately he's dies. He's his heart. He, my heart. My heart. How, how sad of a fate is that? Your, your <laughs> wife still wants to fucking in her geriatric age. And she thinks you're. And she thinks you're like. She thinks you're hot. Yeah, She's ready they, to they fuck. They love each other. Yeah. When when um Jen Ortega escapes and they're coming into the door, uh he goes um I told you to stay down there or whatever and Pearl goes it's okay now we have each other again Dude, which is a very sweet. Moment. It is very like, cool. They really love each other. Uh, speaking of Jenna Ortega, second appearance in the media yeah, more Jenna Ortega. I, I really dug her uh, her Jack Nicholson moment where she what? sticks her head in between the two. Oh yeah, yeah, that was cool. Uh, I really liked and it. He gets her in the hands. No, dude. That that's the Jack. Yeah, because that happens yeah. in the Shining. Yeah. She gets his hand. A actually. lot of visceral uh, kills in this one. I, dude, yeah. I, when I was watching this, I was like, "Fuck!" I missed. Them, I missed uh, slashers, bro. A lot of, like, like head trauma and shit. Lots of head trauma. The best one for me is when they stick him in the eyes. Yeah, I just, and I then love it cuts that. back and they that and reminds they me so of so much eyes. of Friday the Thirteenth. Yes, that was because those movies they were afraid of the MPAA giving them an NC seventeen. As soon as a knife entered someone's body, it would cut away immediately. Yeah. But here they're doing it intentional, yeah. not because they're afraid of the ratings board. Because it's just a nice little slasher mm. back. I love that because if A twenty four got an X rating for this, they would love it. X yeah. rated X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they would love it. That's how they would market it. Uh, yeah, of course. When she wobbles over and just she stabs him in the neck, but there's no sound effect. It's a very slight. And then she pulls it out and waddles away. Like, this is a it, geriatric old woman it, it, murdering it, people. It, it's it's so interesting, dude. Like, I feel like A24 is the first studio since something... We were just talking about Dimension. Uh, where, like, the actual, like, the chewiness of movies are yeah. is exploited. Like, they're like, if A24 got an X rating, if an A24 movie got an X rating, they would it. fucking love it. The first NC-17 fucking boutique horror movie Oh, dude, they like. would fucking love it. Um, but no, the, It wouldn't the, be able to run in most theaters. No, but it would fucking... It would run for a long time. It would run at the Alamo. It would run at the yeah, Alamo. Definitely. Alamo would make a, a Isn't meal Sweet of Sweet it. Isn't Sweetback NC-17? Yeah, it's rated X. There you go. Uh, by an all-white jury. That's how they marketed That's it. That's crazy. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And they were like... about how he, he wouldn't um, pay for the... Like, 
most of the time they, they pay a critic or they give them a free screening yeah. to see it. He's like, I'm not going to give these white people a yeah. free screening. To yeah. We let them go and see it yeah. with like, crowds. And then they, they asked him, they were like, hey, what would you give it if you had? And he was like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Gee, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, no, I, I, I love that. Uh, I love the kills in this movie. I missed really good slash movie kills. We got a little of it in, in Scream, but not quite as gnarly as this. I think the best this. one in Scream is when she gets lit on fire and yeah, gets shot. You mean the... the <laughs> Our favorite of the show. <laughs> that is what happens to her. She gets lit up and then... She's like, ah! Um, yeah, yeah. Just, oh my god. Um, what'd, you think of, uh, what'd you think of Kid Cudi? He's a big dick. He's a big swinging dick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I was, I, was, I was discussing this with somebody who hadn't seen the movie, and I was trying to parse it with them, and I was like, I, was like, I think... And where I'm landing is I think the joke is that white people are afraid of black men specifically who are sexually Taking proficient. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think He's that's... the only one in the movie who gets pussy. Yeah, and I think... Here's, here's the thing. The main porn producer guy in the cowboy hat does... He who's likes, great, by the way. He, seem, he seems to, like, enjoy yeah. it. Like, he likes seeing him fuck. Martin Henderson, who's playing the cuckold willingly, not the cuckold against his will, but the guy who likes being cucked. Uh-huh. Uh, I think he is also young and old. I, I think I, he's very good too. I don't even know if he likes being cooked. I think he likes money. Yeah, <laughs> but he, he seems to like that scene where they're all kicking it and they're like playing guitar and mm. singing. And, and Kid Cudi doesn't sing. Well, he's strumming though. Yeah, but he should be singing. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I would change that too. But Martin Henderson seems like he's into it. Like maybe it doesn't seem defensive. It seems like this is a dumb like country boy in a cowboy hat. Wants to make a buck off of porn, like he says in the beginning, and it's like he doesn't really care about his his wife getting, you know, plowed. Yeah, by other people. As long as it makes him. I mean, I know a lot of suitcase pimps, which is a terminology from Red Rocket. Ooh, mm. a lot of those people basically like pimped out their wives and mm. they bring them to set and they'd be standing there watching them have sex with like other men on camera. I mean, this is why these two movies are so good in tandem together because yeah. I think. I mean, X has a much more positive spin. And, and I think positive meaning, like... I think like, it's more sex positive. Yeah, well, I, I think it's very sex positive. And I think it's, it's like... It's very positive of the porn industry. I mean, I think, like, all the people there are consenting adults. They all yeah. enjoy sex work. Except for Jenna Ortega, who uh-huh. thinks that she's going to die at the yes end. Yes and no, though, right? I mean, I think she enjoys it until she thinks God is cursing her. Well, she, well, she was saying, like, uh, I've been watching you all day, and all I can think of is, like, is I want to I wanna be involved. You know? That's true. And then, and then at the end, she's like, "I should never have done this." The, the, the only guy in the group who gets reamed before the actual killings are her her boyfriend, uh-huh. the French New Wave film student boy. And he wouldn't have died if he. Well, he would have died anyway, but he wouldn't have gotten it quite. The girl as bad. doesn't specify. She's mm-hmm. like, "Shit, the the ones getting laid and the ones getting cuckled." No, 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 because she, no, no, she wouldn't. I don't think she would have killed him if she had let her come on to him. Oh well, yeah. Which is bad, which would have been bad. She was prepared for that, though. She, she was, was out there with a knife. Yeah. I mean, she, yeah, that sucks. She was setting herself up for disappointment. No, I think she was setting... I feel so bad for her. Actually, that would have been... Let, let me correct myself. What she was trying to do was assault him, because she was going to yeah, have him at right, night point. Right, right. Which is bad. Um, yeah, he would have gotten it anyway. <laughs> There's no way to survive a slasher movie, unless you're Mia Goth. Maybe if he just, like, just bit the bullet and had sex with an old lady and whispered sweet nothing, she, she wouldn't have killed anybody. He'd just taken the one for the team, I don't know. Have sex with Pearl. What if you knew that was the ultimatum? Have sex with Pearl. Am I going to have sex with Pearl? Would you have sex with Pearl? If, if everyone I knew was going to die, if I didn't, then yeah. We should speculate on who in the media morgue would do that. Zach. Zach would do it for us. <laughs> Zach would do it for us. He, he would take one for the team. Uh, Justin would not. 
Not for us. Not for us. Well, we should get off this. <laughs> we can we, we can cut this. We can cut what? This. What else happens in this movie? Well, I think I think the next thing that would be is kind of most interesting to me is the um, unity of time, which is. Um, that it all takes place in one night, which is a classic slasher classic conceit. Slasher, yeah. And Scream, we we're always talking about Scream because Scream broke a lot of these formulas open. Scream did the thing of breaking it over a few days. But then when I mean, you. Black Christmas predates Halloween by four years, came out the same year as TCM. It does. And that's also like a five day lead up to like One Crazy Night, you know, that kind of thing. I've always loved One Crazy Night horror movies just it's because. Yeah. It, 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 I like one crazy night movies. Good, good time is my favorite for me. I, I also love good I time. Go good time actually feels like a a bit of a horror movie in some way, but um, but I think I really enjoy the conceit of having it all take place in one night. I think it's a a well trodden thing that they do. Calls back to classic slasher shit, mm-hmm. and I think the the way that it's able to repel itself, um, especially when the killing starts, by not having to break it up overnight, like. And slashers were they have to discover the body, they mourn, da 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 Hand work, but I much like it when Mia Goth Yeah, I didn't is, realize that. There is there is always a scene where they find some body that's been killed elaborately and they're like, ah, and they do a zoom in exactly like they did here with Jenna Ortega. That's crazy. Yeah. Jenna Ortega, by the way, what a great scream. Yeah. Amazing. What a great really, scream. Really good. And they hold on that for like twenty seconds or something, maybe not that long, but they, but slow push in on her and then her mouth gradually gets wider and wider. He knew that was like the money shop for trailers and shit too. That they were going to put on t-shirts and shit. I mean, she, 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 she's really growing into a, not growing into, she's been a good actress mm-hmm. since the first time I saw her, but I think she's coming into her own in the kinds of roles that she's playing. She was um, a Disney kid. Right? She was certainly a Disney kid. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I feel like the best of them are. Yeah. Honestly. Well, she seems like really comfortable with doing funny, stupid, weird movies. Um, yeah. And I mean, Scream is a funny, stupid, weird movie. This is a funny, stupid, weird I movie. Liked, um, what was that called? She survives a school shooting. Um, the Undoing, right? Maybe. I think. Is the Undoing I heard, a TV show? I heard it was very good. It was, I liked it. Yeah, she's really funny. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she gets high in, in class, and she's like flopping down the staircase, and her gay friend just to like drive her home. I don't know, man. Very silly movie about surviving a school shooting. Not, not, and I heard Studios Six 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 is also great. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or she's, she's great in, that, in yeah. it. She's a demon. Yeah. yeah, she she bookends the movie. She shows up as a demon in the beginning, and then at, at the end, and saves Dave Grohl. Spoilers for Studio Six Six Six. In case Zach is listening, I, I told him he should see it because it's good. Do you think he's gonna watch it? You think he's gonna watch it? I have no it? idea. We'll I know he likes the Foo Fighters. We'll see. Okay. It'll be on my end of the year list. It was, was campy fun. Oh, interesting. It was very campy and very fun. Would you say this is going to be on your year at the end, end of the yeah. year list? Yeah, probably. Yeah, me too. I, I really enjoyed it. Than, I liked it more than Scream, I think. Me too. Maybe a little bit more. Not just that. It's funny. We're initiating my younger brother into... Well, he's already... He's already a big slasher fan, but yeah. I feel like every time we see a slasher movie, he's always there now. Mm-hmm. Um, or we talk about it. But, um... I don't know. I, I think the three of us, we, we all obviously talked about Scream yeah. a few episodes ago. I think we all enjoyed this more than Scream. I mean, and. Horror Twitter is divided. Really? A lot of Horror Twitter is, is really running their Scream fandom to the ground. Guys, both of these movies are good. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. I, oh, well, obviously, we should talk about Pearl. The, uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the prequel sequel that's coming out that has a post credit scene that's coming out. First A24 post credit scene. How about that? Uh, how about that? Uh, it's weird because this one's like 70s vibe and Pearl looks like it's a Technicolor, like Gone with the Wind. Yeah, he, sa- he said it's a Douglas Sirk movie, but a horror movie. That's awesome. I mean, I I, I, I have. third one going to be like I, the 90s? I, I really hope so. I mean, I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't even fathom how you 
Well, actually, I do fathom it. Apparently what happened was he went to New Zealand to shoot it because New Zealand was the only place where they could um, shoot. It's so cheap. Yeah. It's with, beautiful. With, but with outside of the COVID restrictions yeah. because this is obviously a very intimate movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they had to, but before they had to get COVID tested when they were coming into the country and they had to quarantine for two weeks in their hotels. And that's where he wrote it. And right? he apparently FaceTimed Mia Goth, came up with a, a story, wrote the script, pitched it to A24, and they shot both. Why not just shoot two movies if, if it takes so long to get into theory of principle? Now, what I wonder is if we're going to find out that the actors in this movie are also playing actors in Pearl. Weird. I wonder. That'd be weird. I, I think the actors they probably brought in for that one were quarantining while they were shooting Pearl. That's what I think probably happened. You know. Well, which one do you think they shot first? Definitely X. Yeah. Because they, they, that had the most preparation going in. And while they were doing that, probably nights at the hotel or whatever, they were probably... Storyboarding and coming up with color templates since I don't know pre-production mm-hmm. shit. It's uh, fucking awesome. You know this at the house is like that first shot where you see Martin Henderson come up to the house from the stairs. It's a screen door and then staircase on the right going up. It is the exact you shot said this. from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You said this. Very fucking cool. They built Very a house for the movie too. Mm-hmm. It's so awesome. I don't know. I I, I mean I, I I this is a a movie that I look forward to seeing again and I think. Um, I, I mean, I don't know if the slasher genre is going to make a comeback the way it did before, uh, but this movie certainly makes me wish it did. I mean, I, I miss I miss the comfort. I actually found myself being very comforted by the rules, the rules that we make fun of with Scream. But yeah. like, there's a structure to these movies, you know what I mean? And I and his horror movies they're like warm and like inviting. They are. Like House of the this Devil has a very fine so. 16 millimeter grain. It's a warm movie. Everyone's wearing like corduroy and like fuzzy sweaters and stuff. Warm yellows and like. Auburn reds and stuff. Yeah, like, it's fucking fun, bro. Yeah, it's fucking fun. It's a very inviting world to like have people get shot. Greta Gerwig gets shot in the head in that movie. Does she actually? Greta Gerwig is in that. She would never do this today. She gets shot in the face and her brains explode. How early in the movie does she get shot? Thirty minutes in. Whoa. She's she's the friend who's like, hey, don't do it. But I'll drive you if you're still going to do it. She drives her there and then goes to wait like a stakeout in case anything weird happens and she gets shot in the face. Dude, Greta Gerwig. Remember when Greta Gerwig acted? <laughs> what a weird world. I wonder if Frances Ha was before or after House of the Devil. It's like low budget, like, uh, I don't know, run and gun filmmaking. Mm-hmm. She was doing a lot of shit like that. And then she made Lady Bird, and now she's top. Too A-lister for that, now. And then she's a top ten director. Damn. She was supposed to do a Broadway play yeah, with Oscar Isaac. Greta? I miss the old Greta. <laughs> I, want, I want the old Greta back. I don't like her movies. What? I love her movie. I want her to be in, like, shit like House of the Devil again, though. What if you make a... You think she'd do, like, a prestige horror movie? I thought like she would. Direct one? Right and direct. No, be in one. Be in one. I wonder. I wonder. So, like I, a I, mean, I, I feel like for its time, House of the Devil was kind of prestige. Like, in ten years? In ten years, I could see her doing a hereditary. I have no idea. I could see I don't it. know what she's up to. I could see I, it. I think her and uh, Noah Baumbach kind of out... Pretentious each other. Oh, you fucking bet and, they do. And they, uh, they're, they're only going to do prestige. And, and they're both writing the Barbie movie, which, what the fuck. That's weird as fuck. Is it still Amy Schumer? No, it's it's Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie, right, right, okay. It was supposed to be Amy Schumer. I know, she She's, She said it was supposed to, her version of it was going to be a Barbie that doesn't fit in with other Barbies. Huh. Which, sure, okay. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, not me. You want to rate this thing? Uh, yeah, man. It's 8 out of 10. Eight fucking pitchforks through the face out of ten robbing uh, sex slaves, I guess. Okay. And uh, sellers. I'll get a. I'll give it a a ten. A ten. Uh, 
Pearl shooting the gun and it kicking her out the front door. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. Um, out of... I will not accept a life I do not deserve. Yes. say it at the same yes. time we're down on the TV. And right. I would give it a 10 uh, out of 13. I really enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Um, okay, so so from one porn video to another, don't mm-hmm. minimize the screen. Just open another private tab. Yeah. Uh, we'll be talking about uh, Red Rocket after the break. Red Rocket is a 2021 film starring Simon Red Rex. Red Rocket. Yum. Yum. Uh, the new one by Sean Baker. By Sean Baker. And uh, but the way we start this out, I actually want to. I want you to talk about your experience seeing this movie because I saw it on my TV and you saw it in the theater. Yeah, where? Oh, you know that was you saw it at the Alamo. Yeah, yeah, I saw it with a Q and A with Asa Akira right mm, after. Mm. And um, I, I don't was, know her work. No, not familiar. Not familiar. <laughs> was uh, she in a Tarantino movie? Yeah, something like that. She, she, you know, equal amount of foot shots in her work and, mm-hmm. and something Tarantino would direct. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it gave me a greater appreciation for the movie. Yeah. It is very true to, like, a washed-up porn actor's experience, apparently. Yeah, apparently. A lot of what they say and, you know. I was ready to write it off. I, I didn't um, really... I was, like, creeped out by it. Yeah. I thought it was weird and stuff. And it, It's kind of a completely opposite experience with, with X to this, I think, yeah, very, in terms of sex work. man. Well, here, here's the thing. I, I, I think Sean Baker has a very worthy uh, project, and he said this. This is out of his mouth, which is to make uh, sex work uh, like there's no stigma around it anymore, which is sure. which is very worthy, noble, and it's very noble because I think I think um, I mean maybe not so much now, but probably still now. I mean, I know when I was a teenager, uh, por- being a porn star was was very taboo. Yeah, to even say you were watching porn was very taboo. It's a lot more. Uh, I mean. Pretty more normalized now to do it yeah. yourself independently. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, some of that probably is OnlyFans. Some of that's probably progress. You know, a bunch of different things. But I think, um, you know, Sean Baker's project, which he starts with Tangerine to make sex work, something that's not. I think that's um, my favorite of his movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tangerine is really. Beautiful. I haven't seen Fire Project. I've only seen this in Tangerine. For the Project is pretty great. Yeah, I've the heard two that. I've seen are Tangerine and For the Project. Yeah. And this. So, so, and and, and I, I think his filmmaking is pretty solid. I, I really like how inventive he is. Yeah. That he'll just use a phone camera, an old digital camera. Feels lived in apparently. Very this lived movie, in that house that uh, Brie Elrod and her mother live in, and Simon Rex obviously invades. It feels very white trash. Very yeah, lived in certainly you know, does cans and trash laying around wrappers and stuff. And yeah. they, I mean, they even said the donut place was open for business in the morning mm-hmm. and they'd shoot at, in the afternoon slash evening. Yeah, um, which you can definitely see. I don't know how they get all that great natural light. A lot, a lot of it was super run and gun. Yeah, they yeah. Were saying like the they had to memorize like the train schedule mm-hmm. so that you couldn't hear like the train in the background of a lot of like, like the donut store mm-hmm. stuff and like when the shooting in the house like it was all near like a big train track. Oh, that's interesting. So they had to, they had to cut. Both of these take place in Texas. Which ones? Florida? No, Ro- Red Rocket and X. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's interesting. That's, that's hey, I assumed one. it was Florida. Wow, we're, we're geniuses. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, um, medium work on top of it. Medium work on top of you. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
um, no, but but, but I, 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 you know, it, it definitely does sound run and gun. I, I heard that there was only a ten person crew, about a million, million and a half. I think that's like what he likes. Yeah, you know? I think so he, too. He's kind of found his niche. He, he knows that you. I mean, making movies with your friends mm-hmm. can either go horribly wrong, or great, or it can go great, or it yeah. can become the Evil Dead. Swimmingly, yeah. Exactly. Um, and I think where they're not friends by the end of it, but the movie's genius. The movie's classic, a genius. So it doesn't matter. Um, but 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 I think one of the smartest things uh, Sean Baker does is get cast actors that are rarely so big that you don't know who they are. The one exception to this is is um, William Dafoe in Flurry Project, who yeah, is a, yeah, yeah. A, pr- a pretty much an A-lister. But otherwise, you know, S- Simon Rex, we know from our childhood. Mm-hmm. Like, we know him from Scary Movie. He's in some parody stuff. Yeah, yeah. he was in MTV. He was in MTV for yeah. a second. Um, but generally, he's not someone I think of when I think of uh, a major A24 director, you know? Simon Rex? Simon Rex, the actor. Like a... Like a- like he's not like, an actor, like, like an art house movie. Yeah, man, right? yeah, yeah. I, I I wouldn't think of him, and I and I and I I really thought he was wonderful in this, and I think yeah. him being so good at being an A twenty four scumbag of whom he's the patron saint. He, yeah, it's it's crazy because I wasn't even thinking about his performance. Like I like I only saw this complete scumbag. Yeah, he's just know? such a fucking scumbag. Yeah. And the issue is, and this is a great thing that you brought up when you saw it uh, a couple months ago, was. All the elements are technically so good mm-hmm. that it makes the movie actually it's feel a sinister. Beautiful movie. Yeah, yeah, it looks great. I love the scenes where he goes to Strawberry's house mm-hmm. and it's Technicolor. And when he gets to that, the the contents that I, that I find so like like reprehensible. Yeah, it, it definitely um, <laughs> reprehensible is a good word for it. Uh, yeah. It like you said, it feels sinister. It's like this is such a well made movie, but hold on, is this? Really happening right now? Well, like, is, is this the journey that we're on with well, this game? Here's the thing, Dan. I think, I mean, we talk all the time about, maybe maybe not on the podcast, but off the podcast, about whether or not something being portrayed in a movie is the right. is the director saying so yes. Because it's the a good content thing. is unethical does yeah. not mean the movie is, is condoning it. it yeah, and it all comes it. it all comes down to to to, to readings and how you mm-hmm. read a film and and, and uh, Brody Deschanel this this. Uh, uh, person on YouTube, this uh, video essayist that I really dig, just did a 40-minute video about licorice pizza and Lolita yeah. and how Euphoria, those... Euphoria, right? And, uh, Euphoria was a different one, oh. um, but Euphoria does have a little bit of it. You know, she, she took licorice pizza, Lolita, uh, Call Me By Your Name, mm-hmm. um, and was like, how are these movies framing underage relationships? Yeah, yeah. Um, and in some of them, like in the Lolita, that's not the Kubrick one, the remake, she was like... The I didn't Adrian, know that there was a There's an Adrian Lyne one. It's pretty gross. Um, and in that one, it's very clear that the director wants to sexualize mm-hmm. the, the teenage girl the in question. Girl, yeah. And in something like um, Licorice Pizza, it's a little bit more ambiguous as to what's going on right. there. Um, but in this one, I think it's not ambiguous that the camera is ogling she is Strawberry. Just... Hyper feminine, and she's in sundresses, and she talks like a like a forest nymph that's like seductive and stuff. Yeah. With a little southern accent. Yeah. Uh, and the and performance is good. I don't want to say that she's great. I don't want to say the performance is the issue. Um, and also, I would like to say the actress is twenty six years old. Yeah, yeah. But I, I want to highlight the tone. Yes, please go ahead. We establish that she is still in high school. Yeah. But he says she's legal as an eagle, um, which means she's probably just freshly what like. 17? She says that she's almost 18. That feels like a lie. Yeah. And as soon as. And actually, we know it's a lie because she's about to go into her senior year. So it has to be a lie. Yeah. Yeah. And as soon as we. Oh, I didn't even think about that a lot. As soon as we establish that he's a washed up 35 year old ex porn star Mm -hmm. who is is looking for a new girl to pimp out and Mm -hmm. take to LA with Mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. And we establish that she hasn't even graduated high school and what he's doing is kind of 
immoral, unethical. I don't know what I was thinking, mm -hmm. but I definitely was not expecting such a pornographic depiction of like just straight up pedophilia. And, 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 and that's and here's the we, we have to put a trigger warning on this episode. He fucks her on a rock. Here, yeah, the here's the thing. Punches in. Here's like, the thing, dude. Crazy. Like, I feel like it's bad. I, I I truly feel like it's bad film criticism to go. Because this thing appears in the movie, I know it's a know. bad thing, and, and that's why people shit on me for yeah. for not loving this movie. That they're like, well, it's not advertising it; it's immoral. The mm -hmm. movie knows it's immoral. But, but the but but here's the thing: the movie knows it's immoral and actually finds the fact that it's immoral titillating. Like I think the yeah. way it's it's framing it. So we we for an example, we were talking about Good Time right. uh, earlier about how Connie. Uh, does a very similar thing in, in Good Time, but it's framed in to give literal. Give some more time. Yeah, he, he, it's, it's out of necessity. Yes, he starts. He starts to um, uh, force come himself. On come on girl. to this girl that's probably no more than fifteen years old. Yeah. Um, and the movie frames it as something that's deeply disturbing. Mm -hmm. It has these dark red and blue yeah, lights yeah, yeah. under it. Extreme it, like neon in her actual bedroom. Yeah. It's all pink. And yeah, stuff. and uh, he he kisses her, and it, it, I don't want to put like levels on it, but the, the camera doesn't stay on it long enough for us to right. see him do anything. That doesn't with feel her. like a shot like porn. No, it doesn't. And it actually, it feels like something that's deeply dangerous. It feels like uh, a descent yeah. for Connie's character. Uh, and in this. The camera is lingering on yeah, her ass. Yeah, yeah. The camera is uh, above it's, them. It's really framing her as, as something of like an ethereal beauty too that that can be kind of corrupted by Mikey. I mean, yeah. she, when she has the wind blowing and she holds her arms out and yeah. uh, it's it's catching her dress and stuff, and then they're just like in her bedroom, just fucking. Yeah, and and she gets up. I mean boobs are out you know full frontal and she's playing that piano song it's like where they're really expecting you to like fall in love with strawberry over the course of the movie right yeah and there's never a moment where like a movie like this I where they have just said she just graduated high school at least right hey, well like, here's here's the thing crazy. dude i uh the issue with it for me is when they have relationships like this in movies if the director is trying to full-throatedly go this is a bad relationship usually they'll have a scene where someone goes or even the girl yeah, goes, yeah. what the fuck? But she never shares a scene with any of the other no, she, uh, well, side This is a great time to move into what your theory about yeah. the movie is, which may make the movie better. Well, well listen, this was what I was... And, and I didn't even think about it until um, I saw that Q&A mm -hmm. with Brie Elrod mm -hmm. and Asakira at the Alamo. And Brie was talking about how... Um, I forget the name of the actress who plays Strawberry, but they were never on set at the same time. Mm -hmm. they, they had seen each other off of set, so, so obviously it's like, this is what we did today... Okay, I was here doing this, um, but they didn't know what each other's scenes were, and so maybe it's like that's a conscious decision on the part of Sean Baker mm -hmm. to to separate, you know, do a little Mahon Drive thing. Mm -hmm. This is the fantasy. Here's real life. Real life fucking sucks. Obviously, the fantasy's pretty cool. You're with this impressionable young woman, which is what he wants. He wants something to control. Yeah, because now he doesn't have any control of his situation, and he needs to control her. Yeah, so Strawberry's yeah. not real, and that's all like in his head, which would be. If, I mean, that's I, a very need, generous reading. Yes, you don't need an artist to confirm anything. He, he definitely never will. I would love for that to be the kind of accepted canon by most people. Because if not, I don't like this movie. And, and, and if so, I, I kind of I think it's clever. I think it's a clever. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think when you brought that up, I actually read that in the midst of watching the movie, and I thought it was a pretty smart read on it, um, even if it's not true. Here's why I think that that theory should hold water. Um, that last scene, which is essentially the surreal, it's cribbing from the last scene of Carrie, mm -hmm. where they shot it in reverse, and she's walking backwards yeah, yeah, yeah. to Carrie's the house. Yeah, yeah, the, um, and then they they're playing bye 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 backwards, yeah. and the camera tracks down her body. 
Um, it feels like Simon Rex, his character, uh, who we haven't said yet, what's his name? Mikey. Mikey, Mikey. I don't know. Mikey, Mikey Saber. Mikey, Mikey Saber. Saber. It was some dick pun. It was some dick pun. Yeah, yeah. Mikey Saber XXX. Um, it's, I love that shot of his website with two asses in his face. Yeah. You're like knocking his glasses out of place and stuff. It's so funny. I feel like this, this film wants us to believe that Mikey has, um, in some way, she's like, she almost feels too Manic's Pixie Dream Girl yeah. to really exist. It's like, what this kind of guy would cook up in his mind. Like, like in 2005, we have, what, Tangerine in... in, uh, in uh, 2005. In, uh, no, no, not Tangerine. Uh, Tangerine's the character in... Oh, no, that's not her name. In, uh, Ramona Flowers. No, even though that's a really good example. No, the, Johnny, the Jim Carrey movie. Um, I have no idea. Uh, oh, Eternal uh, Sunshine. Eternal Sunshine. Yeah, Isn't yeah. that her name, Tangerine? I don't know. I don't remember. And I just anyway, watched that a couple of weeks I, so ago. Did I, so did I at the Alamo. Um, there was a with her character it's so blatantly that yeah. but even that character feels like a character she, she's, she has motivations and she's like written and stuff yeah and, really and, and, and like Ramona Flowers Strawberry Want you know Strawberry Wants to fuck Simon Rex mm-hmm. and, I, and I think that's a major problem and probably become a porn star maybe that's all I can think of but also wants some aspect of monogamy with Simon Rex yeah which which yeah. She's gonna get a rude awakening once they show uh, up in quarantine. Well, I mean, it's it's so interesting the way that X frames um, what, what I, I can assume is probably some version of ethical non-monogamy, even if mm. if if it's not named that, is so kind of loving and sensitive. Yeah. Like, hey, you you can control who you love. Yeah, you can exactly. choose who you love, but if you are if if you are a person that that needs needs non-monogamy in some kind of way, it's 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 not connected to whether or not you love this person yeah, or not. They're also at that hippie turning point yeah. in the seventies. They they say it. Uh, Brittany Snow, I think, says yes. it. she's like, well, why are you still abiding by these outdated, you know, conservative yeah. uh, Christian values of sex and how sex should be? Yeah, spent and, and, and and then she goes into like, oh, we don't care if he's black or white. Yeah. And I'm like, this is just an excuse for you to fucking. Right, right, right. Uh, but but um, I I. That movie has such a sensitive portrayal of of um, of non monogamy, and this one, whether it's because Mikey's supposed to be a piece of shit, well, he's lying to her. Yeah, he's, he's, well, he's, he's lying. Well to, he's lying he's, to he's, everybody. He's lying to everybody. Yeah, he's, he's lying to everybody. He's playing uh, even the person that it's not something. No, it's fine. He's <laughs> he's playing uh, even the person that you think he's the most himself with, right? Yeah. Like, like there is an honesty to how he talks to Strawberry, and then you remember that he she doesn't know where he lives. She he's doesn't know lying. what his actual long game is with her, you know? I mean, he's he's essentially he and and then by knowing about Strawberry, we, we get a we get a peek into how um we actually get a peek into what he actually probably did with Lexi, his, his first yeah. wife, which is he spends the whole movie talking shit about her. Oh, she abandoned mm-hmm. me. Oh, you know, we went to the industry together and she got bought off of and me. When he's with her, it's a two-faced thing where it's yeah. like, I've always loved you and I'm back here and we're going to be a family and, again. And then, I want to say one thing. I love scumbag protagonists. Me too. I will always prefer, like, a protagonist that's totally just a piece of shit yeah. that, who maybe arcs or their arc is that they never arc and yeah. they're always the same like Alex DeLarge in A Clockwork Orange or, or, uh, or you know? even, even even John Constantine in the comics yeah. like just a piece of shit yeah yeah I, I think a main character who is super capable and, and can handle everything with ease and stuff like it's just not as interesting I, I like seeing someone kind of flounder and, and struggle well, well, it's what the Safdies do so well yeah, it's, exactly. it's making yeah, yeah. these characters that are uh, 
are morally more than morally gray. They're like morally muddy. Yeah. Uh, but also gets you on board with these people because they're so propulsive. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, I th- it's like well, watching one of those is like, oh shit, what's this guy gonna do? Like, Dude, he, like he's a scumbag. But like watching James Bond, it's like, oh, what's he gonna do? Yeah. Yeah. He's it's the truth. No, but 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 it, but I think the thing that the Safties get that this movie misses is the Safties always know. That their protagonists are bad guys. Of course, yeah. They always know. Well, I and think Sean Baker knows. I think he just revels a little bit too much in the degenerate nature. Of that what he's that's doing. a better way of putting it. I, and I think I think when the Safties have their characters, which they always do, do something unsavory. Like when when Howard yeah. uh, essentially puts gets them, all that money, gets all that money, and, and, all and, and bets all of it, or gives the money to Julia, putting her life in danger, yeah, yeah. knocks the, her smoothie into her face. Yeah. You know what I mean? The movie the movie frames it as. This guy's a terrible person. Fucking great movie, damn, damn. bro. Um, But I think this movie is like... Like, I think if if this movie was... I think if Sean Baker shot Uncut Gems, it would be a lot of like, wow, Julia's hot, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Uncut Gems does, but it's also like... (laughs) Julia might be the most human character in Uncut Gems. Yeah. Like, she's the most... She's the most... One of the most well-developed characters in that script. And in, it is so weird because there there seems to be that turning point where it's like Mikey's gonna get his and he kind of does those commitments. I mean, they they take everything he's he's you know earned unethically and yeah. they kind of he's running down the street naked. And I mean, I think that usage of bye 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 is pretty cool yeah. because you only hear it in its like non covered like non altered version when he's at his most vulnerable, mm-hmm. which is on the bus going home to see Brielle Rod and also when he's naked running through the street. It's kind of like the regular uh, it's kind of like the sound of silence in the graduate. Hello darkness my yeah, old yeah, friend. Yeah. It only comes in it's when cool. he's when he's in a in a terrible place. Dude, there's there's shit in this movie that I think is so well there, thought out. There's so a lot well of sh- there's a lot of shit that's great. And I think I think it's the, that that one aspect like crushes But that that that, that that aspect of the movie rips open the movie. Yeah. Like if you pull Strawberry out of the movie, it's not the same movie right. anymore. And I think it would have been something as simple as uh, well, I think it could have been a few things. It could have been aging Strawberry up so that she's in her twenties. It's still weird, yeah. but it's 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 ethical at it's, least. It's that and, you know and, what I mean? Or when she's at that age, don't shoot it like it's porn. Like just as as simple as that. Just don't shoot them fucking on the rock and her moaning and yeah. the, and the camera zoom and stuff. You know. Well, here here's the. I mean, here's the thing that I almost wrote on Letterbox, but I didn't. But I think this character is an abuser. This character yeah, is a course. character that that Strawberry later in her life, if she survives, which I hope, mm-hmm. you know, in this fictional universe, she does. Yeah, this would be and goes. I mean, I knew I I, I know girls now. And I knew girls in high school that were 16, 17, dating yes, 30, yes, 32 yes, year old yes, men. Yes. And like. A lot of my friends in high school. I, I knew a lot of girls like that. I even knew some guys that a, were. A girl I, even, I dated in high school, her ex before me was in his 30s and had a kid. Yeah. So. Dude, I, I knew a. I knew a girl that I was I was dating in high school and also one of my, my good friends now in high school uh, has a story like that in the reverse. Yeah. But, but, but the point of the matter is, it, a lot of people have this story. And Strawberry is going to grow up and go, man, when I was 17, like a 35-year-old this man. bomb-ass 35-year-old whose skin looked like leather. Sorry, yeah. Simon. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's spent a lot of time in the, in the uh, tanning in the sun, yeah. in tanning booths and stuff. Uh, non-secular. He, he took advantage of yeah. my youth and my naivete yeah, yeah. And, and tried it, to, you know, profit off of my work in a degenerate industry and there's a sense that she understands that towards the end because you know when he tries to record the video she says let it be my phone um, mm. which suggests that she yeah. understands yeah. He's uh, do what he's that. trying to do with it but also it 
and maybe the point is that Simon never Simon I keep calling him Simon that Mikey never faces any real consequences and if that is the point of the movie I think he kind of does I feel like with, he, I mean if that's she's like a real a, that's if like, Strawberry's real yes. how is he even going to get her out of there anymore right it's true. that would it probably off. be the moment where she's like oh wait you were lying about where you lived you were lying about the money you had like all of this was a lie because you're showing up there naked broke you know or is he still naked no he has pants on it does he? Yeah, he has pants. No, no, he goes back. He goes back home and he puts oh, on some okay, clothes. Right, but he has a trash bag full of his clothes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I love that scene where he's apparently that was um, ad libbed where where he's like, "See, I'm folding my shirts, taking yeah. his time." She goes, "Oh, you should work at the Gap." I, I Free Elrod is dude, so underrated. I fucking, she's so fun. I fucking love the uh, the 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 black family. That yeah. are protecting uh, one, Brielle. two, three. She's like right outside the door. Yeah. She's like, she's like, why don't you sell some of your fuck trophies? Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, so, such good non-actors. Uh, in this yeah, movie, when, when she's talking about the the porn awards, and she's like, so you got an award for the for the face fucking, and that you're or like, he's explaining it to her. She's like, seems like the girl's the one doing the work. He's like, no, no. See, when I'm face fucking, I'm guiding her, and so I'm like, that's yeah. such a funny scene. I I, I I I don't know. I really I really I really dig. Uh, I really dig the acting of this movie. I think it's so natural. I think I really it's like so. The first act a lot. It's a really Dude, great. First the minute act. the minute he meets Strawberry, he's I texted Dan apart. and I said, "Dan, he's going to yeah, fuck this child yeah, this time." Yeah. And he and he does. Um, and <laughs> well, I and, does it. And I and I don't want to and I don't want to make light of like of uh, that, which is why we're not I, calling. I don't it. think we are making light. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, I don't want to flagrantly use like even the word pedophile because right. that that refers to something completely different than what this is. But like. It is disturbing to me, and I think it's a disturbing trend where directors... I'm not saying directors should never portray this experience. Right, right. It's weird that it's mostly men. And as an adult, when you're watching something like this, you don't need the movie to have flashing lights and yeah. this is wrong. I mean, I mean you can deduce that there's, there's this great film that was the first of the Marielle Heller movies, like Diary of a Teenage Girl or something like that, sure. where she is she is being um, taken advantage of by a man that her, yeah. her father is dating, played by my boy... Alexander Skarsgård Um, and that movie is written and uh, directed by a woman and it feels different it just feels different like it it, 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 it feels less pornographic it feels less pornographic it feels much more dangerous Mm -hmm. it feels much more sad that this older man needs to be with this younger girl to feel something you know and and I I just there is like an there is like a slight aura of sadness to what Mikey's doing because he literally day to day does not have shit to do He, he like latches on to that one guy who's going to go to the mall and, like, pretend he was in the army to, to like, get women to go out with him. Or so. We don't know what the plan is there. But he's doing, like, the false, or no, Stolen Valor thing mm-hmm. that you see on YouTube a lot. Like, Stolen Valor compilations where they mm-hmm. uh, approach people who are lying about being in the army. I don't really get why that's in the movie, but mm-hmm. it goes to show, Mikey doesn't have shit going on. And, 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 and Mikey is such a... Um... I keep bringing up Connie because he's the closest character yeah, yeah. I can think of. The way that Mikey discards he's people. California Connie. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Connie is New York. Mikey. You remember, remember when, remember when Connie, who I'm sure is a Mets fan, uh, uh, goes up to that guy, that girl that he that he forces himself on, and it's like I have a feeling that our destinies, yeah, yeah, yeah. are linked. Or that exactly you, what like a, a child would take as like a sign. And then immediately he abandons her and she gets. I'm gonna go take taken. a shit in that guy's house. He abandons her, but watches her get arrested and they both say nothing. Yeah, fucking Pattinson, dude. He's the best. It's fucking Pattinson, He's dude. The best. Oh my god, what a good actor. Yeah, I love Pattinson. Um, but no, but Mikey has a very similar ethos. Check out our band name Fuck yeah, check out <laughs> check out the band name. Um, man, we should have fucking. Where half of us shit on Pattinson and half of us like. We should have. We should have did fucking uh, high life for Batman, dude. What did we do with it? Nothing. Nothing. We should have did high life. 
Anyway, we'll we'll, we'll find a way when when Claire Denis' new movie comes out this summer, then we'll fucking put highlight with mm. that. Um, that no, but uh, so, so I mean, I guess the way Mikey picks up people and discards them, I also really thought was interesting. Yeah. The way that he says, "I don't fucking know you," I don't yeah. tell him, "I don't fucking know you," mm-hmm. and the guy listens. Like he he respects he, Mikey that's so much. Crazy, I forgot about that scene. Yeah, he he's responsible for that pile up on the freeway. Mikey is, yeah, and then takes off unless that guy take the fall. <laughs> and, and, that, and that guy's life is so sad that he thinks he's defending his only friend, not even realizing that Mikey just yeah, that's brilliant. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. that Mikey and, and then Mikey the and then Mikey is like, yeah, fuck yeah. And yeah, yeah. They, they the zoom in and they zoom in. No, there's parts of this are the genius. I think, I think honestly, uh, Dan, you're the only one who's going to agree with me about this. I love a good 70s zoom. I, li- I yeah, love a yeah. good sh- uh, whip whip zoom. Yeah, they have a great one where she calls him a, uh, a suitcase, suitcase pimp. pimp. Really and it, good. And it zooms really into her mouth. Okay, so, so I brought this up earlier during that Asakira Q and A. Like I said, this yeah. is a lot of a lot of the dialogue here is true to yeah. how porn stars talk and stuff. Yeah, suitcase pimp. That's like the worst thing you can be called. Yeah, as a porn star. And he's like, and he's like, what'd you call me? She goes, suitcase pimp. And it's really close on her mouth. Yeah. Um, man, I like Kira said that that was like the most shocking part of the movie that you yeah. would hear that in like a mainstream movie. That's that's yeah. very just like how porn stars talk. It, it's 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 so interesting. I mean, I think I think I mean, I guess wrapping up. I I am of two minds about this movie. Yeah, me too. I think there's a lot of great stuff in it. I think depending on who I show this to, I mean, they could either just go along with that shit that I find really repulsive or they could be like yo stop this movie what is this yeah like this is like what are we watching and, and like, is he gonna molest her like what's going on and he does um, yeah. it, it, for me it's like it's it's almost indivorceable from the, the, the great filmmaking and acting you can't divorce yeah. it from what it's doing what it's accomplishing like I think I think what it's accomplishing is four gratuitous sex scenes with a minor yeah, you know I mean, very minor coded uh, person. Yeah, too. she 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 looks like, like a little those girl. Those scenes on Euphoria where it's kind of different because they look kind of like adults. Like yeah. Strawberry looks very it, small. It, it, it's still it's still weird in Euphoria, but it's 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 forgivable because we know those women are thirty years yeah. old. We know, you know what I mean? Like, there's a sense of like uh, I don't think artifice. they cast them because they look so, like yeah. Lex to me kind of looks young. Yeah, but Strawberry looks like a baby. I mean, it would be it would be like a Maude Apatow type. Like if they if they put put Maude Apatow. No, if they put Mon Apatow in this movie, we would have had the same reaction. It's like, it's yeah, the same sure. kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like I think I the think Strawberry actress has got to be like what four foot nine. She's really small. She's tiny. She's tiny. tiny, tiny. And she and she looks like I mean, this is probably why she was cast. She looks like young women who get put in the porn industry at eighteen. Mm-hmm. And the, like and when they do Parker the Perry. yeah, they look really they look really tiny. And if the, I understand if that's part of the ethos of the movie, like Maybe. that's what it's criticizing. But then don't shoot scenes. With a seventeen-year-old, allegedly, who is, or she's supposed to be hot. Like, it's an interesting story. She like wasn't even an actress. Yeah, he met her in line for like a concert yeah. or something. Yeah, the woman who plays Brie Elrod's mom, mm-hmm. he met outside of a porta potty. Really? It's not like some some like place where she had just gotten fired. She just lost her job. She was on a porta potty, and Sean Baker had seen her from across the street and went over the way for her to stop shitting to cast her as the mom of Brie. She's Elrod's really character. good. She's, she's really, really great. Yeah. So there's only really two name actors in this. Bree and... Uh, and Simon Rex. Yeah. I like that a lot. Pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, it is kind of cool production. I, I don't know how to rate this because it's yeah. like there is... there The stuff that's good here is so good, but it's in service of something that makes me feel yucky. Mm-hmm. So it's like... You know, and I'm sure Sa- and Sean not Baker... yucky in a cool horror movie. Like, no, yucky no, 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 Yucky. Like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think everything that... 
X does ethically, which is crazy to say because it's a slasher movie. Yeah. And slasher movies are considered to be like the pits of, of these kinds I of guess. films. I guess. Even though, I don't, I, we can't, we don't have, we cannot get into it. I feel like slasher movies don't really morally offend you because it's still at the end of the day is kind of good and evil, you know? Yeah. Like most, you know who's good and who's I mean, evil, person I mean, who's doing the killing. The, the crazy thing is also like, Carol Clover talks about the fact that like, People believe, and she wrote this in the 90s, she's like, people believe that if you want to know what's going on in America, you go to the stuff that's winning Oscars. Yeah. She was like, that's not what you do. You go to the body pictures. She calls them body pictures, the blood pictures. Mm-hmm. She's like, you go to the lowest form of art because that's what's happening in America. And I think, and I think... It really was wrong, one rung above porn. Yeah, dude. Um, and I don't know. There's something, there's something about... X that is scratched. Siskel and Ebert always wrote them off. Uh, except for they Halloween. Them de- well, yeah. Dead, didn't they call them dead teenager picks? Yeah, 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 something like that. But like, look at the review for The Evil Dead. It's on YouTube. Um, like a 1981 Siskel and Ebert uh, like TV recording of like uh-huh. the review of The Evil Dead. They're like, the screen runs red with the blood of children and animals and stuff. It's like, dude, did you watch it? Yeah. yeah. There's no kids. There's no animals. Like, what are you talking Evil about? Evil Dead's also just a, a bit smarter than the average slasher movie. But what I'm saying is, like, yeah. a lot of the time, critics would write the shit off without yeah. even watching it. Yeah. I feel like in that instance, Ebert and, and uh, Siskel were kind of doing that. Yeah, I mean, they, they, One they certainly were. And then uh, they, did, they did it a lot. They mm-hmm. did it a lot. Do you know there's sure. a statue for Robert Ebert? What? There's a statue for Roger Ebert. Where? forget but he has I a like statue him. I like him a lot too yeah. I mean he's dead but I'm not happy about, I know <laughs> he had jaw cancer I'm not happy about uh, it, well it's, it's part of a larger like how it, people yeah, regard yeah. that stuff I, I mean I, so so did uh, oh oh man the very famous Pauline Kael did it as well mm. I mean, but I think I think the thing about X that I really enjoyed was Siskel it's, spoiled the first Friday the 13th not to interrupt you Siskel spoiled <laughs> the first Friday the 13th to get people to not see it that's Back the, when he was a columnist. That's the worst. Or a reviewer for, like, Chicago Sun or something. That's the fucking worst. Um, it's like, the killer is so-and-so, and she lives it. He gave, like, a real address and shit. Betsy Palmer. Uh, the, the thing I like about X that I'll put over Red Rocket is I think X feels like something you shouldn't be watching, the way we talk about it. It feels mean-spirited. Okay, yeah. It feels a little bit like... Um, if you're a, a kid, that's yeah. like, you don't let your parents yeah. know you're watching. feels a little transgressive. Sure. Um, and, but it feels that way in a way that's um, trying to actually get at something. It's trying mm-hmm. to get at something that's like, hey, what are these movies actually about? Like, yeah. why, why are slashers exist? They exist because they want us to think about sexual anxiety. Yeah, it's, a, it's also not a crime to just be fun. Yeah, yeah. Like and, it's, and it's a, we're talking about a very, like, upper break. It's, like right, a, right. it's a fucking fun movie. Yeah, and I think, movie. I think the thing that it has over Red Kids Rocket... Kids it's awesome. <laughs> the thing it has over Red Rocket for me is like I never, I never question what I'm watching. The ethics of the filming. Yeah, I'm always, I'm always like, fuck. I don't want to shit on, on Sean Baker. Like I don't know what went wrong here. Maybe the idea was to not shoot it like porn, and then they're there on the day, and they're like, how else do we shoot it? Maybe that's how it happened. Could have stayed on their faces. It doesn't seem like those shots took a lot of prep, so maybe he's just like, yeah, we're here, this is Ron and Gun filmmaking, okay, well, you're going to fuck on that rock, and, and when they're watching it back, it looked like porn, and it was too late to go back and change it? That's all I can think of. That's a, that's a lot of or, credit on that part, I guess. Or... The, the, God knows I would not have shot it the way they shot it. I may not have even had sex scenes in it. No. If I'm being real with you. If the girl's supposed to be 17, we can assume what's happening. I would have never made her 16 or 17 or in high school. Yeah. But I mean, I, you, you know. gotta be judging Mike. Yeah. That's the thing. Okay. Well, I, I'm not I'm not going to rate this one personally. I don't know how not I would rate it. it. Yeah. I give it a two and a half out of five on Leatherbox. I so did I. And the reason for that is because I like half of it. <laughs> I yeah. don't like the other half. I give it two and a half for Simon Rex and uh, mm-hmm. the filmmaking. But the other, yeah. I mean, it cancels itself out. It's like it everything you like about it 
is and it is an interesting case, isn't it? It, it? It's so weird because it, I feel like it's another polarizing film. Like I like mm-hmm. I talked with a friend about it um, a week ago, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Well, the the attention to and, and the fact that they cast like a real ex porn star and the attention to the industry and how how it chews you up and spits you out and stuff mm-hmm. like it's also interesting." Um, and I just kept bringing up the strawberry thing. Yeah. And she just kept being being like, "Well, I don't know. Like, you yeah. know, she's having sex already, and it's like." It's not enough. Yeah. It's too weird. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I, it, it actually, the only time I felt this uncomfortable about something like this was. People talking about licorice pizza, like, dude, this is like, I think it's just that people didn't really see this, like, maybe it just didn't do that well. Yeah. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that, I mean, licorice pizza has a similar moral question, but even licorice pizza, I don't think, um, has a moment of consummation. You see them fuck. Yeah, they're not fucking. Not at all. The closest we did get they is. Even, did, did they kiss? They kiss at the end. Very end. Yeah, that. which is which is what people are getting yeah. upset about, um, and I think there's a conversation to be had about that. But Imagine I think this making as much money as that, the outcry. I think that's what it is. It's, you just there's just not as big of a controversy because it didn't make it just didn't make as much money. Uh, I do think I would kick one of the Oscar uh, nominees for best actor out for something. Rex, so. Maybe Brielle Rod too. I think she's great. I think they're both. Uh, let me actually fucking look up. We're gonna have an Oscars episode very soon. Um, I don't know who the nominees are. Um, I I don't either. We're gonna have to learn they're it next week. This year. So the best actors are going to Javier Bandem for being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch for Power of the Dog, Garfield for Tick Tick Boom, Will Smith for King Richard and Denzel Washington. Yeah. I would I would cut out Javier Bardem and slip in Simon Rex. Uh, I didn't see that. It's not a good movie. King Richard movie. I didn't see that. Oh, I didn't see it either. Um, I still didn't see Tick Tick Boom, so I don't know. Andrew Garfield's oh, pretty yeah, solid I, in that. That that uh, being the Ricardos was apparently like awful. It's not good. Yeah, I would I, 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 I would put Simon Rex in there, and uh, definitely not screenplay. Definitely not screenplay. Not screenplay. Not screenplay. No. I mean, maybe, maybe cinematography. Maybe the first half of the screenplay. Maybe the first third of the <laughs> maybe maybe there should be an award for first half of the screenplay. There's great jokes. There's laugh out loud funny. There's moments, a lot of funny jokes. You know? The way he's talking to her, uh, it's really yeah. good. Well, all right. So thank you for uh, <laughs> yeah. thank you for um, uh, well, doing this uh, this porn episode with us, guys. Um, we'll be back next week with either a review of everything or everywhere or an Oscar special. One of those will definitely be happening. Um, um, so that's it. Keep watching porn. Keep watching porn. Um, and if you want to watch more porn, go on uh, the media more. <laughs> uh, that's fine. The Patreon. It's yeah. Well, you guys will never know. Unless you join our Patreon. Listen. All right. Stay, stay, stay gorgeous, guys. Goodbye.